0: Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast. Here are your hosts, Trevor Mueller and Jake Grant. Washington takes care of business against the Beavers of Oregon State, leaning on their O line.
1: With a game of experience under their belt, the Oregon State defense kept the Beavers in it until the fourth quarter.
0: This is Trevor Mueller with Jake Grant with Sports Illustrated Husky Maven Channel, and we are like Lee and Carter.
1: Rush hour. Yeah, that one's too. I, I served that it up for too you, easy, man. Yeah, here <laughs> it is.
0: It is 12:20 in the morning. We just got done watching the game and then another half of it, and we're like, hey, let's just get this done. So um, I had to come up with one off the top of my head. and uh, Lee and Carter was what we had. We're uh, sitting together, so uh, this is weird. It's super weird that Washington in Jimmy Lake's first game, Uh, got the win 27, 21 in a very weird game. Uh, Jake, what are your initial thoughts um, after watching?
1: Um, We talked about it last week. My thought about this game was that it was going to kind of be a get to know you game. Yeah. Um, You're going to have to fill out the starting quarterback, which by the way, I want to call everybody out on the SI Maven site that completely disregarded my pick of Dylan Morris, Mm -hmm. Um, Dylan A was the starter, and B to me and Trevor, both of us thought that Dylan Morris looked like the real meal deal. He looked apart, he made some really good throws. There was a lot of drops. Um, but Dylan Morse looked really good at his first game as a starting quarterback of a collegiate football team. Um, going on with that, the game was off. It was weird. Our defense didn't look the part. Our offense looked better than I thought it would, especially with Dylan Morris as a starting quarterback. Um, our run game looks solid. I want to see more Sean McGrew, but at the end of the day, this defense, the entire time me and Trevor watching this game together, I clamored for eight in the box. All Oregon State's going to do is run down your throat, run, run, run. Jermar Jefferson had an absolute day against us, and I wanted more guys in the box. I wanted linebackers to eat that, to gobble up that that run, and it wasn't happening. And that's what kept Oregon State in this football game is the fact that we couldn't stop the run. They could not throw on us. Everybody knew it. Oregon State knew it, but we didn't stop them from running down the field on us. A long, extended drives. And that's what made this a close game. And and it really, at, in like the middle of the third quarter into the fourth quarter, I kept telling Trevor, I'm getting annoyed because all we have to do is stop this run and this game's over. And we finally did it. We got him on a fourth down with a questionable call, yeah. but, but we got him and uh, we ended up winning because of that.
0: Yeah. And notable Jamar Jefferson, 23 carries, 133 yards. Yeah. He averaged almost six yards a carry, which we really felt that yeah. uh, watching it, that, you know, his average was probably better than that on positive yardage because there were a few times where Washington was able to get him in the backfield and get him down before he was able to get started. But I mean, he showed why he's one of the best players running backs in the conference he was able to move and find the holes Oregon State did a good job of making holes even if it wasn't the first option Jamar Jefferson is such a good back that he's able to find those holes and get through them and then the other guy BJ Baylor also looked good in eight carries for 41 yards also looked the part of another good Oregon State running back
1: and both guys had touchdowns um what they, they showed a stat at the start of or at the end of the first quarter washington had like 112 rushing yards oregon state had like 14 mm-hmm. and from that point on i'm like hey if oregon state can't run against us and we're going to continue to pound the rock against them this game could get blown out real right. quick and we yep. talked about that during during the game but oregon state got that ball rolling yep. they started you know they know their offensive identity they know it runs through jefferson mm-hmm. Fortunately for them, when he got that shoulder injury, it didn't sideline him because if that was the case, it would have been a really long day for that offense. If you have to if you have to lean on Jibia, Jibia? Gebia? Gebia. Gebia. Yep. If you have to lean on Gebia, that, that offense is hurting because that, that dude, once you get him out of the pocket, he cannot make a throw on the run. And we proved that with this defense today.
0: Yeah, I mean, he didn't he he didn't eclipse a hundred yards passing. Um, that's a major issue going forward for Oregon state, because again, we were thinking that this was kind of the year that Oregon state was going to make that jump from bottom of the pack to middle of the pack, even really be a dark horse in, Uh, and somebody who could compete for a North championship with, you know, Washington having a new quarterback, Oregon having a new quarterback and both of those teams losing key pieces to the NFL draft, Tristan Gebbia so far. I mean, of course things can turn around. It's only game two for him, uh, looked really, really poor if he didn't, if he wasn't able to step into a throw, he was throwing behind receivers, he was throwing underneath, Um, he had a couple of balls that definitely were were close to being picked off and he just he just really really struggled Um, that's tough for Oregon State because their defense I think after watching today I think they've taken a step forward yeah Um, they played much better the rust kind of fell off after uh, a, a struggle against washington state in that run and shoot offense washington was able to move the ball against them pretty well uh sean mcgrew with almost 100 yards kamari pleasant with 61 yards richard newton with 41 yards terrell bynum with 33 yards washington really put the onus on the offensive line to push them around which they did but this oregon state defense looks better than it has and now the one thing that oregon state has had and jake luton for the last few years they don't have anymore
1: yeah, Oregon State linebackers are really what's going to carry that defense through yep. the year. And um, real quick, I want to talk about Dylan Morris. Again, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to pound this yeah. until the day is over yeah. because none of us thought that. I mean, I thought that Dylan Morris was going to start. In the back of my mind, I thought that, but nobody really thought that.
0: Uh-huh.
1: If we look at his numbers, he went 14 for 24 with 140 yards, didn't throw for a touchdown, but ran for a touchdown. Yep. If conservatively what do we say five drop balls from receivers today
0: yeah three major
1: drop balls. three major one in the end zone from Ty Jones uh you had a Dunze drop one you had Nakua drop one you had Terrell Bynum drop one and that's four right off the top of my head Mm -hmm. now I'm thinking maybe I missed one so you take those those four maybe five drop balls away he's looking at 19 to 24 you're probably looking at 200 yards and a touchdown with a rushing touchdown, um, that's a good day by a first first day starting quarterback. Um, he, he got out of the pocket, and he put the ball on the money, even on the run. He ran for, what was it, third and 18 that he ran? Something like that. And he got within two or three yards of the first down, and then got a helmet-to-helmet contact, the targeting call against him. Um, dude looked the part. I mean, really, I, I, I'm I really looking forward to what he can do when they take the constraints off of him. I really am.
0: Yep. And when we come back after thanking our sponsors, we will get into turning points.
1: All right. We've had a Kate Otten on this team that we've called Cotton Forever. Now we have a Tammy Cotton on our sideline. Farmers Insurance for the Seattle and Friday Harbor area. She is now my favorite Cotton of all Cottons you should check her out immediately. Awesome.
0: And then our other sponsor, of course, is um, Mercury's Coffee. Uh, They have eight great locations on the east side, Uh, organic coffee, personable. And I had one of their sandwiches tonight. They are fantastic. So go check them out. Tammy Cotton, State Farm Agent, Mercury's Coffee.
1: Now, moving on to turning points. Trevor, I need your turning point of this offense. Where did this offense turn this game over?
0: Um, You look at Washington. They started out really well. They were moving the ball. They had that drop with Terrell Bynum that would have gotten them right knocking on the door of the red zone. And I'm not going to use that as a turning point because that's a negative and this team won and we're talking all positive. And I'm going to talk about the end around that they used with Terrell Bynum. Mm. Uh, He came to the left side uh, it was in the first half. Uh, I believe it was late in the first quarter. Comes around the left side. He has uh, Ty Jones destroying <laughs> a cornerback. <laughs> um, they have a, there's a pulling guard. Uh, it's uh, uh, Ulu'u um, uh, Ulam- <laughs> Ale. Sorry, ulumu Ale um, out on the side. Uh, he waits for his blocker. He has one man to miss. He takes about three steps to stop dead in his tracks. The guy goes past him. He runs for about a 14 yard gain. And that really opened up Washington's offense. They kept pounding the ball. That was where you shot Sean, Sean McGrew, uh, end up getting his first touchdown of the season. But the turning point is the Terrell Bynum end around. Hey,
1: and, and, not to just skip over Sean McGrew, but he by far was the best-looking running back that we had all day. Yeah, I, as soon as we saw Sean McGrew come onto the field and did exactly what we wanted Kamari Pleasant to mm-hmm. do, we we want Sean McGrew to be the starting quarterback for the or start starting running back for mm-hmm. this team going forward. Uh, defensive team turning point hit me.
0: It's early in the fourth quarter. It's fourth and inches. Ooh, Husky podcast. Oh,
1: Petros. <laughs> Petros did not like this call,
0: man. It looked like by yeah. all intents and purposes that Oregon state had the first down and, uh, they, they measured it and it looked like no gain. And I'm not sure if they, they went to break after that. They must've reviewed it at some point at somebody did and they must've let it stand. Cause, uh, From my vantage point, from Jake's vantage point, from Petros Papadakis' standpoint, that looked like a first down. But that killed Oregon State's chances of taking the lead, frankly, because that would have been first down from like the four.
1: Yeah, we hadn't stopped them with the run for two drives, it seemed like.
0: Right. And, uh, you know, we're going to get into that with grades. But I think that was a major turning point that took a lot of air out of Oregon State to then have Dylan Morris lead a, a the game long drive, winning yep. long drive down yep. the field to, uh, to open this game up, um, with the field goal at, you know, uh, I think they ended up getting down to about the four yard line, yeah. uh, going essentially 96 yards and they ate up a ton of clock. And that was, that was all they wrote.
1: There was, there was a QB sneak. Dylan Morris got it by like two yards yep. and Pedros brought up the spot from the Oregon state, not yeah, getting in saying, yeah. well, I don't know about these spots anymore. They might not have gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was clear, but it was to us. It was also clear that Oregon state got the first down on that one, but Hey, we're not officials. So let's stick with what we're good at and let's keep talking about Washington football. You want to talk about grades? Let's do it. So first we're going to start on the offensive
0: side of the ball and Jake, uh, what are your grades for the offensive line?
1: Offensive line, I'm going to give them a B-plus, man. They, they they did pretty well at pass protection. Um, there were a couple of breakdowns. and the first drive, I remember it distinctly, Dylan Morris had a guy in his face, and it wasn't even a blitz. It, uh, I think Westover got ran by, and Dylan Morris had to make a really good throw to, I believe it was Kamari Pleasant, for an early first down with a defensive lineman in his face. There were a couple of times like that where pass protection broke down, but for the most part, uh, Dylan Morris had a pretty easy pocket. He, and we talked about this during the game, um, and this will be quarterback grade. So we'll, we'll move on to that. Um, road grading for that running back uh, there. I mean, you got to give them an A for run, yeah. run, run blocking. Um a lot of good numbers out there, man. Sean McGrew averaged 10 yards of carry. Right. Kamari Pleasant averaged five. So, and there was three rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And when it mattered on those fourth and ones, we picked it up every time. Right. So you got to give them a good grade for that.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to go with that too. I'll, I'll give them an A minus because there was a couple of uh, holds. There yeah. was uh, a really inopportune um, uh, uh, false start. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know some breakdowns and that's to be expected with a new line Um, obviously they've spent a ton of time together they've talked about how they're really really close as an entire team just because you know they're quarantined together but still live bullets there's team with different jersey on on the other side Saturday Night Lights in the rain. They did it, man. They did. Um, they did I'm going to go with an A minus because that, I mean you're, they, they you're dominated generous. the game.
1: You're generous.
0: uh I mean, it's. I'm just really happy to have Husky football back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Everybody gets enough. an A. Fair enough. <laughs> I feel like every right now receivers. You want to get okay? Let's move on then. All
0: right. So uh, okay, that's a great segue. Let's move right in to receivers.
1: C minus. Okay. Uh, Terrell Bynum had a decent day. He Mm -hmm. had a drop. He had a couple of good runs, man. Uh, Rushing. He had 33 yards on two carries, which Mm -hmm. averages out to like 16 and a half yards per carry. Yeah. Uh, Pretty good day. Mm -hmm. Um, Puka Nakua had a drop. I was a little bit surprised by that. And that was a crucial first down and a fumble. Yeah. And a fumble. um, Which also might've cost us a first down, Mm -hmm. but uh, receivers, I think, had a rough day. I think that they're. I don't think you're going to expect that from the receivers this year, though. I think you're going to see in dry weather. I think you're going to see these these receivers shine, and I think you're going to see a lot of good things out of these guys. So I wouldn't get used to this C minus grade for me for the receivers this year.
0: Yeah, and as the receivers, definitely the drops were an issue, and we went over those. and And I'm not going to belabor that point. But the good thing that uh, the receivers did do. Is they seem to be able to get pretty good, especially your top three separation, which I thought was a really good thing to see for this unit of guys that are mostly unproven, even Bynum and Nakua, who were the two leaders on the team. Albeit, I mean, these numbers aren't gonna jump out at you when your quarterback only has less than 150 yards. So, with that being said, there's still drops, they're getting separation. I think as they get used to, you know, again, playing real live games against somebody else who uh, is different from the guys they usually line up against, you're going to see those balls start getting caught.
1: My bummer, my bummer on the day was Ty Jones, one catch for 14 yards. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, previously dropped touchdown. I'd like to see more out of the junior. Um, I think he could do bring a lot more to the table. That drop touchdown, I'd like him to go up and get that ball. Yeah. That's what bummed me out about that. He had a smaller corner on him. He's got him beat. Jump up, either, either jump up and make that catch or jump up and make the cornerback force it, it, yeah. it, interfere great, on great it. Great point. Um, but with the receivers, that I got to give them a C minus. So um, what's next?
0: Next tight ends.
1: Tight ends. Uh, man, that's a tough call. Kate Otten had, I mean, my second favorite Cotton <laughs> yeah. now yep. uh, had one catch for four yards. Right. Um, usually, we're used to Kate Otten getting a lot more looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he only
0: had, I think, based on what I saw, he had one more target that was knocked down at the, yeah, line, of at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and that's the only tight end that really was. I mean, you saw you saw Cope out there. I think I saw him twice. For the rest of the game, um, man, uh, Kate Otten's such a good blocker, though. I'll yeah. give, uh, yeah. man, I'll give tight ends a B just because of the fact that you know that he was an essential part of yeah. run blocking. And I can't give Kate Otten anything less than a B ever. Like, that's the lowest yeah. grade I'll ever give him.
0: Probably, And and that's the thing. Like, when the passing game isn't a huge factor in this game where you know, again, uh, less than 150 yards in this day and age is nothing. Yeah. So, and and then to have just the two targets, um, I don't think you can necessarily grade them down on that, but you're looking at uh, a great blocking tight end and uh you know you throw jake Westover, J- jack Westover. you called
1: him jake 14 I did. times tonight i did
0: um <laughs> because i'm sitting by a jake um you should see me when i sit next to jacks um, i i i just they were so efficient as uh blockers yeah. of course westover is his own thing he's a fullback uh but you know he, he's listed as a tight end because a fullback apparently doesn't exist anymore but they ran the ball well, yeah. therefore you have to give them a good grade. Right. And then of course that leads us to running back.
1: Didn't we already do a running back? No. Okay, my bad. Running back. Uh oh, yeah, that's a I haven't done that grade yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna give the running back an A minus. Uh good numbers all across the board. Yeah. You had Sean McGrew with nine carries for 91 yards, mm-hmm. touchdown, average of 10.1. Uh, Kamari Pleasant um, we as a podcast are not sold on Kamari Pleasant um, 12 carries 61 yards 5.1 average uh, another touchdown there were a couple of plays that he looked yeah. like he fit the bill mm-hmm. uh, early in the game we were clamoring for either Richard Newton or Sean McGrew mm-hmm. um, or Cam Davis to be honest I mean we We weren't sold on Richard or uh, on uh, Kamari Pleasant. Later in the game, he looked a lot better. He hit a couple of holes. Mm -hmm. He looked okay. Richard Newton, uh, 15 for 41, not a great average. He is what he is. He's your short down back, right? Right. Right. He does the dirty work. He's the big, strong guy. Mm -hmm. Got stuffed on. a few times down at
0: the end of the game. First and yet.
1: second in goal mm-hmm. uh from short. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when Dylan Morris got his rushing touchdown. They yep. decided to stop messing around. But uh other than that, man, I really liked how the running backs performed today.
0: This was the best version of Kamari Pleasant we've seen, and that's a testament to Tim Saha and 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 the whole program to take a guy who you know, when we first saw him, I think we first saw him as a sophomore. Yeah. He was, as soon as he was touched, he was down. He looked a lot better, but you could definitely see a difference in explosiveness between pleasant and Sean McGrew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sean McGrew looked like, uh, I mean, he looked like a smaller
1: looked, version of Christian McCaffrey.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was moving the ball. Well, he yeah. was hitting guys, he was falling forward and he was exploding through the hole because he does have that home run ability. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how can you not give them a good grade when they, they carried this team with the offensive yeah. line? Of course, they're in that A range. Right. We'll see as the season goes. Um, I think Washington is going to rely on that O-line because that o line's really good. And they have talent and guys to run the ball. And I think Sean McGrew's the top of that group.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you saw it in his touchdown run, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he just outran everybody. Yeah. He just burned everybody mm-hmm. from, I mean, he, re, he started in the center, turned yep. it outside yep. and just flat out burned the rest mm-hmm. of the field. And that's the athleticism that you're going to see from Sean McGrew. And that's what I want to see more of the year. And he's got tenacity. Yep. He wants to play and he mm-hmm. wants to hit. And there was a couple of times he lowered that shoulder. Yep. And that's what I want to see from my running backs. Right.
0: And then, of course, our last one is our quarterback.
1: Uh, this is a tough grade. Yeah, it is. I mean...
0: Stats-wise, it's not impressive. It's
1: not impressive. Um, going into the day, so this is where I'm going to start this off, going into the day that we did not know who the quarterback was going to be. Mm-hmm. Trevor was convinced it was going to be Sermon. A lot of other people thought maybe it was going to be Garbers, uh, uh, Thompson.
0: Yeah, I think Thompson was the consensus for most people. A
1: lot of people thought it was going to be Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um I won. <laughs> Dylan Morris was the, raised the roof. Uh, Dylan Morris was the starter, and didn't turn the ball over, didn't fumble, didn't throw any interceptions. No? My one problem with Dylan Morris is he's a low thrower. Yeah, he doesn't throw high. Got to get a bigger release. He's, point yeah, when he's, he's, he's got to get up on his tiptoes. Yep. He's got to throw higher. There was a lot of batted balls. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one play early second quarter. That he made a throw. Oh, yeah. Sidearmed and Trevor lost his bacon. And that's yeah. when he became a full-blown Dylan Morris fan. Because yeah. he even said to me in real time, if Patrick Mahomes makes that throw, people are clamoring over Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. That's that's the greatest throw of the week. It's a it's a 10-yard throw, it's a 10-yard completion. But the fact that he split the defensive lineman with the sidearm throw. Was so impressive, and it's gonna look, it's gonna be overlooked. But if you, yeah, go, wasn't even
0: a first down; it was yeah. just like a play. But, but if you man, go man.
1: back and look at it, and look at Dylan Morris making that throw, that was a that was a high end collegiate football throw. I loved it. And Trevor was a fan from then on out. Mm-hmm. And Dylan Morris is the real deal. He will be great. He will be good. He will be great. His numbers did not project that today, no. but he. Again, like I said, he did not turn the ball over. He did his job, and Jimmy Lake is a huge fan of him. He saw him at the end of the game go straight to Dylan Morris and say, good job, mm-hmm. B+. plus.
0: I think that's a really fair grade. I mean, 141 yards, most of the time you'd say that's terrible, but, I mean, what did he – he almost doubled up uh, what Tristan Kibbea did. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, And when it comes to, uh, you know, complaining about his release point on the last play of the game – that mattered. Gibby threw it off of his own offensive lineman's head. Right. So you know we're we're going to grade on a curve because Washington quarterbacks are expected to be really good. Right. Um, in his first game, you know, really reined in. I think he did what he was supposed to do. We talked about it already that he probably had another sixty yards out there of drops. So I expect him to um, you know build on this and and keep becoming more of that franchise guy that could be here two or three years.
1: At the end of the day, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if he if Dylan Morris averaged 250 yards a game sure. this year. Yep. You know he had a he had a low I'm end. Be safe. Yeah, he had a low end today. Mm-hmm. he would probably have a 350 yard game later this year, and then he'll just average 250 yards the rest of the You're year. Okay with that. And and that would be fine mm-hmm. if he had if he averaged 250 yards a game and a touchdown in a half. Per game, Washington's in good shape. Washington's in great shape yeah. because that running game and that offensive line that we mm-hmm. have. Give me more of that, right? If if Dylan Morris is, I don't, I don't want him to be a game manager, mm-hmm. but I want him to be efficient, and I yeah, yeah. and I don't want him to be a turnover machine. Yep, and that's what I want out of my quarterback this year. And 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 we talked about this earlier in the day. Washington's only going to get better next year because all of these guys are young and we're going to see these guys next year. And if we give Dylan Morris the chance to
0: be good good this
1: year and then move forward next year, give me that. Yeah. Let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. Perfect. Let's move on to the D line. Give me a grade.
0: Uh, So the defensive line at points looked really good and at points uh, they, they were getting gashed. Um, so I'm going to give them a B minus on the day because I think there were some good things that we saw, but also Oregon state was able to, you know, find, uh, find yards on the ground. And uh, part of that's Jamar Jefferson. Mm. Um, but I think that overall they did enough to keep this Oregon state defense down. They uh, I think the defensive line in general did enough to allow Uh, our line the linebackers to be in position to make plays
1: i'm gonna be a little bit harsher on the defensive line yep Uh, just looking at stats Jamar jefferson for 133 yards a touchdown and bj baylor with 41 yards and touchdown Mm -hmm. it seemed like they had holes all day Mm -hmm. i'm gonna give them a c minus there were there were points that they looked good that they had quarterback pressure up from the center mm-hmm. um, defensive line's really hard to judge just because our outside linebackers are essentially a part of the defensive line sure. so we will with that being said let's move on to outside linebackers
0: outside linebackers had a really good game
1: yeah
0: uh, I'm gonna give them a b plus I thought that Zion fatui uh, ZTF
1: ZTF they said that 14 times uh-huh. um,
0: <laughs> he was at times dominant yeah. um, he had the two strip sacks Um, which were, were huge for Washington. Um, He was, I thought he was going to just kind of be that guy that sets the edge on runs and moves everything back towards the middle. And I was wrong. He was all over the quarterback and he was beating the uh, right tackle, the left tackle. He was disrupting Gebbia. And we know that if Gebbia is moving, uh, that's a good thing for Washington. Yeah. And then, of course, Ryan Bowman was relentless. Uh, he was chasing guys down from behind. He was getting to the quarterback. He was making life hard.
1: You thought coming into this game, you thought ZTF was going to be like a Benning Potawai type of a guy. That's right? the name. That's I was the trying name to you remember, were today, right? You yes. Just, just the guy to sit there and set the edge. Yeah. No real quarterback pressure. Mm-hmm. Dude is a monster. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Did you see that go-go gadget arm mm-hmm. <laughs> twice as he went out? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, big paw it was, inc- it was incredible. Yep. I, I give those outside linebackers an A on the day just awesome. because those, that turnover was huge. Massive. The ZTF yep. turnover. I mean, he caused that. Um, that was a, that was a crucial part of the game. Yeah. I give, I give the outside linebackers an A. Awesome. I think they played great all day. So seeing Smalls was great too.
0: That was really. I awesome.
1: loved seeing that. Yeah. Um, give me an inside linebacker. Oh, this one's tough. Give me an inside linebacker grade. You got to put both in there. I know. Can you grade them separately? No, give well, me, give me, okay. I'm gonna no, grade you, on a curve. I'm gonna no, go let's see
0: because I think that, uh, Edifon Ulafushio or Ulafushio as
1: sing, that drove me nuts. <laughs> um,
0: he had overall, I thought he played really well. Um, you saw him make an instant impact on that. Running back screen they tried to set up. He shot the gap yeah. and made the tackle uh, right at right where the guy caught the ball. I mean he didn't move.
1: So what's Ulefusio's grade?
0: Uh, Ulefusio would be a B plus. Okay. Um, you can't give anybody on the defensive side an A uh, when they, especially in the front seven, mm. when Wash when an Oregon State, you know, gains hundred sixty seven yards plus the fifteen negative yards from Gebbia um that's a good day on the ground and you know front seven are the guys that stopped the run therefore i'm gonna give them i'm gonna give him a b uh i think that um jackson sermon had a really tough day yeah Uh, i thought that he was slow and he started off slow last year um he he had a hard time disengaging blocks and it looked like he was just a step behind on a lot of those plays where he could have come up and made a play
1: uh, I I agree. Um, Ula Fashio, which is what we're gonna call him the rest of the season. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> That's what I might call him. I'll probably forget tomorrow. What... Yep, you will. <laughs> um, I think he had a pretty good game. Yep. Um, Jackson Sermon really frustrated me tonight, mm-hmm. and I was a big proponent of him. Yeah, you were. early. I really wanted to see him be that run stuffer, because apparently he's a big hitter um yeah that one was tough to watch uh as Mm. a group i'd give them man a c minus i just because jackson really underperformed but ulafushio brought him up a little bit sure um let's move on to the defensive backs yeah
0: we're gonna clump them together because as you saw in this game they moved around all over the place um what's the what's the safety that surprised everybody that started today oh uh cook alex cook so you saw alex cook as a safety um you saw uh, asa turner as a safety you also saw him playing up as like a weak side linebacker at some points we also saw elijah molden playing the safety position so, I mean, as a group, you have to give them an A when the quarterback only throws – the quarterback throws for 85 yards. Right. So, uh, there and were – They an interception. There, uh, yep, they had an the interception at the end of the game with Asa Turner off the helmet. Um, Keith Taylor almost got his interception.
1: Come on. We, we almost called it, too. We oh. – we, earlier in that drive, I was like, this would be a great time for mm-hmm. Keith Taylor interception – And he almost drug that down. Yeah. um, Close enough for a review.
0: Yeah. And and that's too bad for him. And, but Keith Taylor, he is so good in coverage that balls don't come to his side. Ever. And then when poor champ Fleming's got the ball, he hit him. He laid the hammer on him on the sidelines and Petros Papadakis, like talked about it (laughs) for the next two minutes.
1: He blew him out of bounds like a tornado.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Really, just a really good cover corner, and the statistics aren't going to point to that, yeah. Uh, because he's not getting the interceptions. Elijah Molden, of course, was all over the field, got a lot, you know. Uh, he just he's everywhere, Uh, he's that playmaker of he's the next guy. And then, Trent McDuffie, there was a play where he was on the opposite side of the field, yeah. Again, Champ Fleming's super fast, catches the ball on uh, gets the ball on an end around, and it's looking like pay dirt. And McDuffie just beats him to the spot, (laughs) throws him down. It should have been a 40-yard game turned into like an eight-yard game. Uh, The the defensive backs are so good. And then, of course, uh, even our guy from Archbishop Murphy. um, Kyler Murray. Kyler Kyler Gordon. Kyler Murray. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Kyler Gordon almost also gets an interception on a broken play from Gebbia. So uh, you got to give him an A.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I think we're gonna see a lot of cornerback A's this year. Um That's a great I'm, group. I'm not gonna differ from Trev yeah. on that one. Yeah. He's he's got that one nailed. Mm-hmm. Um defensive MVP. That one's easy. Is it? Z- oh yeah, yeah, ZTF. Z- yeah, all yeah. day long.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's very uh he earned it. Offensive MVP
1: oh man i want to say dylan morris but i'm gonna say sean mcgrew almost 100 yards and a touchdown yeah. now pff, dylan morris oh, just because just guy. <laughs> just to be spiteful yeah he's your guy just to be spiteful i'm gonna say dylan morris get him
0: Awesome. And that makes my job easy. I'm going to go
1: Sean <laughs> Right. Yeah. I can't say not, I, uh-huh. ZTF okay. is the defensive but, MVP. But so. for
0: real, the off, the offensive line was the MVP. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah. The whole I, line. Yeah that's, yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. That's a cop-out, but that's a good call. It's not a cop-out. Yeah, cop.
0: That offensive line was dominant. It, it is very good to see um, those guards... Polling and watching them destroy cornerbacks.
1: I can pulling out of day. the left side. Uh-huh. Give me some. Yep. Give me some of that. Big boy. Absolutely. Get out and run.
0: Ulamu, uh, yeah. And I was just really impressed with the running backs waiting and being patient then exploding yeah. through um, on those polls. Agreed. For more daily content, go to slash college slash Washington. And our music is brought to you by Jacob Falkerson from the Other Side of It podcast. Go, dogs.
1: Go, dogs.